Hello, everyone, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the first episode of Everything EPL, your one stop for the latest Premier League news and action. You can catch us weekly on our channel, Football Worldwide, as a video or audio, whatever you like on all platforms. I have a great episode for you today. We're going to preview the season. We're going to break the Premier League teams one by one. I have a great guest with me. I've been a great admirer for Jordan Jarrett Bryan, one of the guys that talk about the Premier League with passion, and he knows exactly what he's talking about. He's going to give you a great insight. You can catch up his work. I'm going to tell you everything about it later in the show. Jordan, how are you, my friend? Good morning. Good morning. It's morning here. What, what is it? Is it evening there where you are? What, what time it is, is about, we're recording this as 10.30 in the morning in the UK <laughs> and 4.30 here in America. Uh, well, so it's good afternoon to you or good early evening. Um, how, good how morning, you... because it's 4.30 in the morning. Oh, in the morning. Oh, sorry. sorry. Yes. Oh, sorry, bro. Sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, good morning to you too. Good morning, bro. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Glad to talk to you. Oh, to. Excited about the no. season. Excited about the new season? I am, you know. I am because... I was very, very... I struggled with last season. I'm not going to lie. I struggled with last season. Um, with no fans in the ground. Uh, I know some people kind of got used to it and got through it. I I, I struggled. Uh, there was a lot of games that I just I couldn't engage with. Even some of the bigger games I struggled with. With no fans in the ground. It, it's For me, fans are 65 70% of the overall spectacle. Tactics, great players, managers, all important. But for me, the spectacle of a football game, if there's no fans, you lose, for me, at least half of the reason why football is fun. So the fact that football fans are back, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this season big time. I'm really excited about this season because the Premier League is the only league in the world that apparently they have money. It's the only, other than Paris and Germany, it's the only league that can afford to buy players left and right and splash money. So I'm going to start right away with the team that won the league last season, Man City, Guardiola. Let me ask you a straight question. Is the league done for them? Is it just the Champions League? That's the goal. Premier League is not an achievement anymore for Guardiola. Well, I think just before I answer that question, you mentioned that, that you know so much money has been spent in the Premier League, and you're totally right. The figures that have been spent, especially post-pandemic, um, well, there's still a pandemic going on, uh, is insane. But what I'm equally excited about, as well as the big-name transfers, is seeing how many managers can coach players. I'm keen to see if Tuchel can coach Callum Hudson-Odoi and take Mason Mount to the next level. I'm keen to see if Guardiola can coach Phil Foden more and take him on to the next level. You know, Arteta with the likes of Ben White and Saka. So for all the money that's been spent, I'm really keen to see if these managers can actually coach uh, some of their younger, younger players. But you're, you're totally right, as I said, about the money being spent. Um, I think that the league is something that Manchester City really, really want to retain. Although we're told over the years that the Champions League is the holy grail, that is what the owners are spending millions and billions of pounds to obtain. And not only obtain it, but dominate. They don't want it to win in one Champions League. They want to dominate Europe. That's definitely part of the remit. I also think there's an acceptance that cup competitions, anything can happen. Anything can happen. One game, one bad game and you're out. One bad decision from a referee. You might even play really... You might be the better team. But a bad call from the referee and you could be out. You could be the best team in Europe, 
but a bad call when you're out of the Champions League. So I think there's an acceptance that, yes, that, that is what we're spending all this money to, to, to do. Let's not be fooled into this whole, no, 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 it'd be nice if we win it. But no, no, they want to win the Champions League. You don't spend that kind of money unless, you're, unless you want to win the big, the big one. But there's also an acceptance that the league, I always believe the league is where you really judge teams. Winning leagues over 38 games, for me, says more about you than, I think, winning a cup competition. So, yes, they won, they won the European Cup 100%. But I think that if you offered them retain the, retain the league, right now, they, they would take that. And I think signing Jack Grealish, I mean, we'll get to him in a minute, but is in, on paper going to help you do that. I think there's things where it won't. But if they can get Harry Kane that gets them closer as well, in, in, in theory. So, yes, the Champions League is what they want. They're spending money to win that. But I think also they understand that you're judged, I think, more so by winning back-to-back leagues, three in a row, four in five, five in eight. That's what really, I think, stands you apart from everybody else. In my opinion, the legacy later for the foreigner coaches always, always comes to how many Champions League they won. Like Ancelotti is a guy that made all his legend and all this statue for Ancelotti is just winning Champions League with Milan and reaching Champions League with Milan 2003, 2005 and 2007, the final. However, I know how important the Premier League is for the English fans and the UK fans. It's very, very, very important. That's why I'm going to ask you, is Manchester City one striker away from being the complete team is Harry Kane the missing piece as he is the guy that will take Manchester City to the next level being the guy that switched from being just a forward to the forward and the provider and the captain and everything is he the missing piece for Guardiola to make this team a legendary team I'm gonna say no and let me tell you why I think the answer is no is because I don't think that Manchester City didn't win the Champions League final against Chelsea because they were missing that centre-forward that could make the difference. I just, I think if Harry Kane plays in that Champions League final for Manchester City against Chelsea, I still think Chelsea could have won that final. I think they, they lost that final because of the tactical um, failing on the day from Pep Guardiola. I think he, tactically he was just outdone by Tuchel. I don't think you can look at that and say, they're one top striker, they're one top player away from winning the Champions League. I think they got to the final, so they clearly are, are very, very close. I, I, does Harry Kane increase their chances of winning the Champions League? Well, yeah, because he's, he's, he's goals and he's assists. So if you add more goals and more assists to your team, then by definition, then yeah, you're stronger. But I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't believe on Bayes' narrative that Harry Kane is the difference between them winning the Champions League final and losing it. I, I, I think he makes a small difference, but I think they would have, they could have lost that game even with Harry Kane playing. Because for me, it wasn't about were they missing a top centre forward or not. It was more about Pep Guardiola just got it generally and tactically wrong on the day. So does he make Man City a better team? Yes. Is he the difference to winning the Champions League? Not necessarily. No, not for me. Okay, how about Jack Grealish? Okay, in a quick word, huh. is it Jack Grealish? Is it Jack Grealish, Foden, or Raheem Sterling on the left side of the field? See, here's the thing, bro. I'm. I think Guardiola is showing, and has shown for the last three or four years. Top teams don't really have a set eleven anymore. 
I think the days now, if you're a super club, if you're a big club, the days of having a fixed 11, I'm not sure they, they exist anymore. I don't think, and I think that's how he plans to keep his top players happy. He said, look, apart from maybe two or three of you, you can all be rotated. If everybody's fit, everybody's 100% fit, and we have the Champions League final today, the only two, three players I reckon will probably guarantee to play are De Bruyne, Edison, Diaz. And Diaz. I don't think anybody else is guaranteed. Do you know what I mean? Not because they're not good enough, but I just think Guardiola is more than any other manager. Does, he judges game by game. He doesn't judge, you're my best player, therefore you have to play in this game. So okay. I, 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 I think on the, talking about who starts on the left, I think is a little bit mute, only because I think the, whether it's Grealish, Foden or Sterling, for me and for, for Pep Guardiola will be determined by who's your position. Who are they playing? Do you know what I mean? Because against Man yes. United, it could be Foden for his craft. Against uh, Chelsea, it could be um, Sterling for his pace. And, do you know what I mean? So I don't think there's going to be a set Manchester City side or a set player that plays in that position apart from Diaz, Edison and De Bruyne. They're the only three that whatever team you play fit every system. Everybody else can, can, can offer different things. Let's shift to the other two Reds in uh, England. Man United and Liverpool. Let me just mm. put it this, put in a word. Varane, Harry Maguire, Van Dijk Gomez, on the wingers, Rashford, Jadon Sancho versus Salah and Mane. Who comes higher on the league for Liverpool. you? Liverpool. Uh, no I, question. I, I, yeah, I've got... I've, only because I think of the players you've named, I, I think the um, Liverpool four you named, I think are better than the uh, United four you named. Um, not by much, but I think they're better. I think that Van Dijk is better than Maguire. I think um, uh, Salah is better than Rashford. Uh, so I think that they're better. But also, the reason why I think they'll come higher, and I think this is the reason why I've not got United in my top four, is manager. I just think, yes. that, I, I just yeah. think that Chelsea, Manchester City, um, uh, Liverpool, and even Leicester have better managers than Manchester United. I, I, I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer deserves acknowledgement for the fact that he's improving. That He's, he's better now. And United are better now than when he walked in the door. And I've been a massive critic of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, a massive critic. But you have to be fair. You have to, the, the bare facts are he is better than he was three years ago, and they are better. Is he good enough to get United to a title? No. Is he good enough to get them top four? Yes, he's done it twice now, I believe. Yes. I just feel the other three clubs, City, Chelsea, and Liverpool, have better teams and managers. And Leicester, I think, have a better manager, albeit maybe not a better team. And I think that, but I think the manager will be the difference in the end in, in what happens there. I do think Jadon Sancho will win Player of the Year. He's my early Whoa. tip. For, I think he, I think he's going to start on fire this season. I think he'll have a really good, good year. Um, but I've still got United just being edged out of the top four. Let me give you a theory, a little bit of a theory about what I think the problem with Man United. In my opinion, the most important player on the field is the defensive midfielder. Fernandinho does the greatest job for Man City under the radar. And 
in Leicester City now, the new guys that came in are absolutely phenomenal. 100%. The guy that, the guy that, 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 so apart from Ndidi, the guy that, that Sarami, the guy that we got, they got from Lille, he yeah. is a phenomenal defensive midfielder. Yeah. And Man United are still playing with Fred, who is actually an attacking midfielder, switched to be a defensive midfielder yeah. Yeah. just because they have McTominay, who they don't trust to be a defensive midfielder. Do you think that's a good theory why Man United are not taken to the next level? Because that position is void. It, it doesn't, it, they don't have it. I agree. I agree. I think they are a, 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 a sitting midfielder away from really squad for squad matching up with the other the other three the other three big giants chelsea city and, and liverpool um i and I, yeah fabinho i'm a, one of my favorite players in the league is fabinho i love him i'm really gutted Arsenal didn't, didn't get him from monaco really gutted when they when they signed him it, it was during the world it was just before the world cup started in russia and it went yeah. that's, it went under the radar that signing and everyone kind of missed it until he kind of rocked up and i thought oh man that's a brilliant signing versatile yes. as well um yes. But um, but yeah no, I, I, but I think ultimately, as I, as I said, Solskjaer has improved as a manager. I just still question whether in the big moments, in the big games that really matter, can I see him overcoming the other four managers? I, I, I just don't. I just don't see it. Absolutely. Okay. One more thing about Liverpool. Which version of Van Dijk and Gomez we're going to get back? I don't know. I don't. I don't think anybody knows. I, th I think we hope that. We we have a, we have the Van Dyke um, that we saw two years ago, who was a beast. If he was phenomenal, um, what I would say is though, even a Van Dyke, you know, eighty percent uh, close to where he was before, is still better than ninety percent of defenders in this league. I mean, at the moment, you're looking at in the only, world, in the in world, the world exactly. Yeah. Do you know what I'm, yeah. what I mean? You're looking at Diaz. Um, uh, I must admit, I'm not a Maguire fan, but he had a brilliant Euros. So again, I'm fair. I, so I think Maguire was coming into his own. Stones, maybe. Um, there's only a handful of defenders that I think can get even close to Van Dyke. So even if he doesn't get back to full fitness, um, I, I still think he'll be one of the best defenders in the league and have a, have a decent to good season. I think Gomez is the big issue for me because he quite clearly can't stay fit for more than 10, 12 games. So if you're going to rely on your second centre-back, um, you know, featuring heavily in the league in a season, um, that worries me. But they have bought in a centre-back um, who, who I rate uh, quite highly. So I think that they're thinking that Gomez will feature a lot, but can they rely on him? Probably not. So I, I, I think they'll, they'll have their moments, those two. I think they're arguably the best two in the league when fully fit. Um, but that's the question. That's, that's the point, when fully fit. Okay, Lukaku to Chelsea. Does that does he make them favorite if Harry Kane does not go to Man City? Uh, no, no, because I still think that Pep Guardiola knows this league. He's won this league multiple times, and that experience of navigating a thirty-eight game season, I think, is is is, is very valuable. Thomas Tuchel, we've only got a six-month sample. I think it's easier to come into a team that is not doing well, as he did when he came into Chelsea, to make an instant impact and win a cup. And he deserved to win it. I think it's a, it's a short sample size to determine as to how well he'll do this season. I think they'll get top four. I think they'll definitely push City. But I don't think we should get carried away with Chelsea just yet. My initial thinking about the Lukaku signing was it wasn't going to be a good one because the way Lukaku plays, he plays best when he gets lots of touches of the ball. And in a Tom, in a Thomas Tuchel team, I'm not sure the centre forward that that will happen. However, 
I think Lukaku has improved in terms of intellect in, in the game. I think he understands now how best to play with the likes of, you know, Werner. I think he's t- two years in Italy at Inter. You you can tell t- tell me better than anybody else. I, I think he in t- I think his positional play has improved. I think his understanding of the game has improved. His link-up play has improved. And that's why I'm quite confident that he um, will be able to work out that if he doesn't get as many touches of the ball that he would as he, as he would like, how to still be effective. I think Havertz is going to have another brilliant season. I mentioned that I think Sancho will be player of the year. I think Havertz is going to absolutely rip up the league this season as well. So I think if he can find some kind of chemistry with, with Kai Havertz and the, the wide men coming in, I think Lukaku can easily get 20 goals in the league minimum. Do you know what I mean? So does it make them favourites? For me, no. Um, but it makes them, I think, favourites for second, for sure. Going to Leicester now, these people, they have a different eye. They know exactly who to look for and what to look for in a player. I don't know who they have, but Daka, the new defensive midfielder, I not sure when they just they waited and been patient and the guy surpassed Vardy last season in a goal tally. Do you think they are favorites for top four other than, you know, as you said, United, Tottenham and Arsenal? I have got Leicester to finish in my top four, just above United. You mentioned their recruitment and <laughs> it is phenomenal that they every year replenish the squad with quality and players that... The thing is, a lot of the time, a lot of the players they're bringing in aren't even unknown. So the guy they signed from Lille, it's not like he was unknown. <laughs> he was in the Champions. He played for the Champions team in France. Arsenal could have signed him. United could have signed him. He could have been picked up by bigger clubs than Leicester. But yet they seem to kind of really have a system in play that enables them to A, identify what they need. And then the process to get that player starts very, very early. I'm very impressed with Leicester, Leicester's recruitment. Let's not forget over the years, they've lost Kante. They've lost Maguire. They've lost Riyad Mahrez. You know, they've lost uh, Danny Drinkwater. They've lost some big, big players, you know, Chilwell. But yet, they don't seem to be getting any worse. In fact, they're getting better. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Because they're getting more, at least more consistent. They're now a top six team that I believe, if this is a very pivotal year, I'm sure we'll get to Arsenal in a minute, but this is a very pivotal year for Arsenal. If I'm Leicester's owner, I'm telling Brendan Rodgers, the target is fourth. I expect now, now budget-wise, they can't compete with Arsenal. They can't compete. Let's suspend, but they can't compete with the likes of Liverpool, Man City, Arsenal, Chelsea, etc. But I'm saying, let's now, Arsenal and Tottenham are not, a ser- are not serious clubs anymore. We need to be asserting ourselves in that top four. And really, forget Arsenal and, Leic- uh, Arsenal and, Arsenal and Tottenham. We need, to be, we need to be edging out United or Chelsea or Liverpool. That is a standard now I'd be, accept, I'd be expecting from the Leicester hierarchy. And yeah, I've got them to this time finally make it into the top four. Your team, Arsenal, your loved Arsenal. Okay, I think Arteta is given a whole pass. I, th- I think so. He's, he's not doing a great job and he's just given a whole pass after one after the other. So do you think he, because I think he has the squad to be better than what he finished last season. And I think, yes, he won a trophy or two in a one game and a cup, as you said before, which is anything can happen in one game, but over the league, I judge him over the league. I watched Arsenal and I don't think they are a top eight team. I think Leeds played better than them. Aston Villa played better than them last season. Probably they finished above them because it's just Arsenal, the name. So what do you think about Arteta? Is this a project or this is going nowhere? So let me ask you a question first. 
you said that they should. He has a squad to be doing finishing better than where they are. How many teams last season finish above finish above Arsenal? Who you would say Arsenal should finish above? Absolutely not. Which is but terms of nobody other than nobody better than Arsenal. But you have Aubameyang, Lacazette, Saka, and then I think in David Luiz in the back, Leno. And, so where should, uh, where, should, where should they finish? I think they are similar to Leicester, but Leicester has Brendan Rodgers. Okay, so you think that Arsenal should finish above Leicester? It's similar to Leicester or above Leicester. Okay, above United? Absolutely not. Above Chelsea? Uh, no. Liverpool? No. City? City, no. But they finished eighth, right? You guys finished eighth, right? No, no for sure. Uh, Spurs? Uh, probably yes, because I don't, I don't, I don't like their squad, and and Mourinho was like doing a terrible job and actually destroying the team every game. So I probably yes. I asked that because I think Arsenal have finished roughly about where they where they're meant to finish. Arsenal are a top eight side now. They've got. Mm. Uh, listen, are they underachieving with the players they've got? Yes, probably. But there's probably about six teams that I would expect to finish above Arsenal. So when you put it like that. Seventh, eighth is probably about where Arsenal should mm. be. So now I agree with you. I'm a big, I'm an Arteta fan. People always respond with why. And I understand why people aren't fans of his. I understand why people say he's done nothing. What, what have you got to say to hang on to to make you believe that he's the guy? I've seen spurts of, of things that, believe he's, believe, that tell me he's a good coach. However, the facts are the facts. He's had a season and a half now and the team aren't any better in most aspects. I believe now you can't you, – you, he's got 10 games. For me, he's got 10 games. The first 10 games of the season, he has to have Arsenal in the top six comfortably. Uh, and if he's not, I think he, I think he, he's failing. Now, my argument last year for sticking with him was always he deserves to have his own team. Give him his own team first, at least, and then judge him. He's still got players that he doesn't want. I mean, even now, we're, we're struggling to get rid of players. So – but I, but I think the, the, the excuses now are running out very quickly. The, 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 the credit in the bank that he got from the FA Cup win has run out. The credit in the bank that we are actually defensively better than when he walked in the door, that's run out. Um, is he maximising the players that he's got? No. Do you know what I mean? So I do think that, that, that he's got, with the fans back in the ground, if Mikel Arteta hasn't got Arsenal, we've got a, Arsenal have got a very hard start to the season. So if they don't start the season very well, He's in trouble. I am fearful for Arsenal this season because I don't think the team is better than it was last year. And last year, we finished eighth. <laughs> so that concerns me. Um, but the, the facts are, as much as I'm a fan of his, he's not my dad. He's not my best friend. There's no emotional attachment. If, if he's not the guy, sack him and get someone else in. I like that. I like, I like, I like this mentality. The club stays, people leave. Yeah. It doesn't matter who's there. Okay, let's move to the other side of London or yeah. actually northern than you, a little bit. I went to their stadium a couple of years ago. Phenomenal stadium, and we thought that this team is going to the next level, but let me just ask you the straight question. Is Nuno Espirito Santo a step down or a sign that our ambition is just be a top eight, top six, or is he someone that is coming to make this team top four? I feel sorry for Nuno Espirito Santos because I think he's a good manager. I think people are judging him off the last year, six months of his time at Wolves and forgetting the three and a half years before that, getting promoted and getting them seventh twice 
he got Wolves seventh twice. Like, right now, Arsenal can't even get seventh. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, I think people are forgetting yes. the good job that he did do. It ended sourly and maybe he had to go. I find the whole way he left a bit weird. But anyway, is he good enough to get Spurs top four? No. No. He wasn't the first choice manager for Spurs. <laughs> that, that was very, very public and clear. I think the best that he can get Spurs would probably be sixth. I think that is beyond them. But that, I think, is the maximum. Because I think there are six clubs with better managers and or squads than Tottenham. If they lose Harry Kane, I don't think it's the end of the world for Spurs. I think if they're smart about how they spend that money, by the way, I don't think Harry Kane will leave. Um, if they're smart about Oof. how they spend that money, if he Oof. was to leave, then I think they could bring in two or three key players, add into Son, that could get Spurs comfortably top top eight, like I say, maybe even top six. So it's not the guy that I think they wanted first choice. He's not the guy that I think can break the top four. Um, but that doesn't mean that he can't win. A, I, I can see him winning a cup with Spurs. In fact, they're my tip to win a cup this season. I think I can see him having a really good cup run with that Spurs team. Okay. Everton. Okay. Everton. Rafa Benitez switching uh, from red to blue. Hmm. Uh, give, me, give me just a couple of words about how Liverpool fans should feel about this. Do they care or they don't? I don't want to say how they should feel. They feel how they feel. Some, some don't care. Some are offended by it. I mean... I don't understand why they care. Well, I do, I do, I do get why they care, but Everton are not a threat to them. Benitez was, you know, it's it, they remember they sacked him. Liverpool sacked yes. Benitez. So <laughs> what's he supposed to do? It's not like he left them. They sacked him. So if he sacked me, as far as I'm concerned, you lose the moral high ground to have any kind of emotion about my next move. I'm interested to see how well he does at Everton. Um, I think he's past now the stage of being an elite manager. I think the remit for him will be top eight. Um, I can see him getting top eight. I can see that. Um, but but yeah, if any Liverpool fans that are sour about that move need to need to just get a life, I think. Okay. So they're gonna finish top eight, you think? No, no, I, I I think they can. I think they can I think they, they can finish top eight. Yeah, whether they do or not, I don't know. But okay, I think well, top can't... eight is not unrealistic okay. for them. They have I, I think I think Everton has a very good squad actually. I think the squad is actually full of champions. From Michael Keane, who is an international player for England, to uh Luca Dean, to like Richardson. Do you think Richardson is actually should not stay there and should move on to a bigger club or not? And I'm no. sorry that offended Everton fans, but Everton is not a club that will play to get uh, honors or medals. No, I think I think Everton's his level. I think Everton's his level personally. Ooh. I think I think he's a good player. I think I don't, I don't think he's. You say he goes to the next, go to a bigger club. Does he Does he get in the Liverpool squad? No, he's linked to Real Madrid. After oh, the uh, Olympics, that's a, that, that's a weird one for me. That's it is a weird one for me. I they want to replace Jovic with him. Yeah, I I feel he's a top ten Premier League striker, top ten club oh. Premier League striker. I don't think he's a top four, top six Premier League striker. I think he's good. I think his record is okay. His record isn't. Look, look at the goals he scored in the Premier League. It's decent, but it's not like I have to be. Is he is he a top ten striker in the Premier League? No. Oh no. wow! I agree I, with you. Actually, I, I, I don't. I, I don't think the guy takes any team to a next level. I, I think Everton is level. I think Everton are a, a, yes. a good club, but I think he's a top ten Premier League, a top ten club Premier League striker. I could name ten strikers right now better than him. Aubameyang's better than him. Vardy's better than him. 
Um, I, I even put Ian Acho. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's arguable, but it's not. It's not a crazy shout. Gabriel Jesus, I would take before him. That's before you get to Lukaku, big ones. Yeah, that's important. We get so, the big ones. There's there's yes, ten comfortable strikers I'm taking before him. Oh, okay. So this is the end of part one. We'll start part two in London as well. Welcome to part two, everyone. Uh, we are continuing with the teams in the Premier League and our predictions and everything. Uh, Jordan, West Ham over achievers. Nobody will tell me otherwise. Last season with David Moyes, he made these players better. I. Can't tell you how much I praised him last season with everybody I talked to. Do you think they can repeat the same thing this year? No, I don't. Um, I don't because I think I think West Ham are a top 10 club that can finish with a phenomenal season. Sixth, um, that's the ceiling, I think. I don't think Arsenal will be... Well, actually, that's, that's a lie, actually. I was like, it won't be as bad. I think Villa will be better. Um, so I see Villa kicking on a couple of places. Um, you know, Arsenal and Spurs, will they both be as bad as they were last season? Maybe they will. Maybe they will. Maybe, maybe. they won't. I just maybe, see, yes. I just don't think that they can... They finished seventh, or was it sixth last Six. season? Six. Yeah, I, I think six for them is like, everyone playing at 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10 every week. And I just don't see that again. However, if Everton, were to, if Everton, if West Ham were to finish top 10, that's a good season for West Ham. Especially that's with good. Europe. The Europe syndrome. It, you remember it, the Europe syndrome. Oh, every totally. team that plays Europe syndrome, that, that plays Europe, they get this Europe syndrome where they actually do terrible in the league because they focus on Europe because the money comes from there. Totally. They've kept Declan Rice. You know, that's, that's a big positive for them. I think they're light up front. They need a striker to kind of supplement and rotate with with Antonio. I think West have got a decent they've got a decent squad and a and a good manager. But I think for them the target should always be finishing in a European spot. But if they don't, top ten for, for West Ham is no. There's no shame in that if you're for West Ham for me. Simple question: As an English fan, do you want Declan Rice to leave and go to a bigger club? Uh, don't care. Really? <laughs> it, doesn't, so, it doesn't. I don't have any. It doesn't make him a better player going to a team that will win and play for trophies. Does it? Does that make him better for that? For that? For the? For the? For the national team? So I. I don't think Declan Rice is as good as everyone makes him out to be. Oh, I, I, thank you. You know, I, I think he's a good player. I think he does a good job. I'm still not convinced that, you know, that, that this idea that Chelsea and United were linked with him. I don't know if he's better than what... The, well, he's probably better than what United have got, but I don't know if he gets into the Chelsea team. So, does he... I think... He, I need to see more from Declan Rice to make me think that a bigger move, A, he deserves, and therefore would elevate the England national team. I'm not, I'm not convinced yet. Okay. Okay. Life after Grealish for the... As for the villains. Buendia, Ings, and Bailey. Do you think they can replace Grealish in Aston yes. Villa? Yes, I do. I think Aston Villa have done some great business. I think they had a fantastic window last season, um, last summer, and I think they've, they've, this season has been they've, they've done done a phenomenal job. Been, they clearly knew there was a high possibility that Jack Greenish would be leaving, so they started identifying the players they wanted early. They've got those players in for good money. Danny Ings is a brilliant signing. Um, that I think I think he could go to a top six club. Um, and I know that he was at uh, where was he Liverpool? 
Liverpool um, and he failed. He was, well, he was injured a lot there. His record, from what I remember, wasn't awful, but he was injured most of the time. But I think for Villa to get him, that for me is 15 goals in the bank already. Um, so it's a great signing. Leon Bailey's a guy for 30 million. I think it's a very good bit of business. Um, and who's other players? Yeah, Buendia. Buendia. Yeah, I think, I think this guy, at, I liked him. I like him at, so much. He's a good player. You're looking at 10 assists there, minimum, yes. from him. So I think they've done good business. I like their defender. Um, is it as a Conte? Not Conte. Uh, Consa. Um, Consa, yes. Consa. I, I, I think under the radar, he's gone massively. I think Arsenal should have looked at him. Um, they got a good keeper, Martinez. I think Villa have got. A, I think Villa are the threat now to Arsenal and Spurs in overtaking those teams. So I think Villa had a, have, had a, have had a great summer, and I'd expect them to be looking at top eight minimum. Uh, you answered my question because I think Villa will make the top half of the league, and without a doubt, so they're going to make top half of the league, yeah. top ten if not top eight. Uh, my favorite team in the league to watch every day if I wake up in the morning, Leeds United. Uh, okay, the big story is Bielsa bringing the players from the championship and making them a top Premier League players just by running, 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 and playing better football, positioning, running. Because if you want to be in the right position, you need to run more because you need to be in the right place and not watch your teammate just play with the ball. Do you think this team can continue with the same way of playing in a second season in the Premier League after everybody knew how they play? Um, I think everybody will match, will be looking to match leaders' work rate and work ethic now. I, I'm going to be very lazy here and by I'm going to kind of perpetuate the stereotype or the, the idea that has some truth, but some, some fans say is a myth that leads blow out. And the second season, applying that level of work rate and running, I think Leeds, some people got Leeds finishing in the top eight. I'm going to go the other way. I think Leeds may struggle this season. The squad isn't big and you know that Bielsa doesn't like big squads. I've got Leeds to finish in the bottom half of the table this season. Um, I don't, they won't go down, but I've got them to struggle this, this season a bit more than last year. Um, there's always one club and I've got, I'll get to the club in a bit that I think I've got a big my bold shout for but I think Leeds I think rather than kicking on which I think most people would, would, would be predicting they will do I think actually it may slip back a couple of places um, they got a good squad I think he deserves credit for what they did last season I do feel though that this year I've just got a gut feeling that they, they may they may they may revert to type um, uh, under Bielsa team this year. For people that don't know, they signed Junior Fripo from Barcelona. He's a fullback that plays left or right or actually plays centre back. He's a brilliant player, and he uh, he's actually going to play for them in the left back. This is what I'm hearing from everyone. Okay, Newcastle, Steve Bruce, one more year. Does he deserve one more year? They played. Okay, some people claim, not myself, that they played the worst football with Burnley last season. Do you think he deserved another year in charge? Um, yes, I do. I, I'm not a big fan of his, but I think he's working with what he's got. Newcastle haven't got a great squad, so I don't understand what people expect. I they actually, a... dis I think I disagree with you. Having Callum Wilson, yeah, uh, Alansa Maximum, yeah, and the defenders, two of them are actually international defenders in Fernandez. And uh, Shaw, they're two international defenders. I like Shaw. 
Yeah. And I, I, I like uh, their midfield. Uh, so I think they have a, a decent squad. It's not the worst. It's not bad. But they have players. Callum Wilson, he was injured a lot, but he guarantees you double digits every season. Sam Maxman, people claim that he's the most enjoyable player to watch in the Premier League, apart from the top, top players like Mahrez and Kevin De Bruyne and these guys. So I see your point in saying... Who's, Steve, who's in their midfield? Uh... The two brothers, uh, ah, the God, uh, the, show long, long staff, long staffs. Hendrick, Hendrick, I like Hendrick. His work rate is really high. He's, he's not a, a top player, but he's he's a he's a mid table player. Like I'm not expecting Hendrick to be a top guy, but he's, he's a mid table okay. player. He, 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 yeah, David Field is okay. It's average for me. You've the only two in that squad. Oh, he's I'm awful. Wrong. I think he's awful. <laughs> I think he's one of the worst uh, players that comes to the Talk to the South American people here. Oh, talk to I'm the sorry, South American he's, people I think here. he's absolutely awful. Uh, um, I think the only two players in that squad that I think are good are um, Shah. I think, again, Arsenal should look at Fabian Shah. I think he's an underrated player. I like him. And Callum Wilson, who's, as you say, banks you 10 goals minimum every single season. Apart from that, Alex Maximan. I think he's a good player. I just think that the randomness of him okay. is a problem. Do you know what I mean? I, 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 yeah, I, I never like it when you don't know what you're going to get from a player. I think Newcastle will do a Newcastle. I think they'll finish 15th. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know, maybe 14th, 13th um, in that bracket. But I, I, I don't think, to be fair to Steve Bruce, he's got much to work with there personally. Um, okay. Yeah. But if, they, if, they, if they play expansive football, they may well just get beaten every week and go down. And the remit for him clearly is keep Newcastle in the Premier League. Does Raul Jimenez for uh, Wolves get them back to the top half of the table? I've got Wolves to go down. Whoa! I've got, yeah, I've got that. That's my big shot for the season. I've got Wolves to go down. Um, I, 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 I fear for Wolves. Um, I, but let's see how Jimenez returns after his his horrific um, injury, head injury. Um, I wonder if the motivation of that squad is it, it, if a little bit like Liverpool maybe needs replenishing and they haven't replenished mm -hmm. that squad, freshened it up a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I've got Wolves to go down this season. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not so sure. Jimenez, so, so, to answer your question, no. <laughs> no. So do you think you think a, a coach like a Bruno Laga, the guy that won uh, the Super League with Benfica in Portugal, will come to a club without knowing that this club is not going to be a contender, at least for top 10, do you think this is some manager just go to the Premier League for the money without having the ambition? Uh, some might. Some might. I don't, I don't want to put that aspersion on him. I don't, I don't know him, but I just look at their recruitment this summer so far and it's not been impressive. Yes, um, it's not. And I just think mm, Rio Patricio is a keeper that I, I really liked. In the last 18 months, he slightly dropped a level for me. Um, you know, Connor Cody last year had a really bad season. Let's see how he responds. Again, let's see how Jimenez responds. Again, Ruben Neves doesn't do it often enough for me. Um, the other Portuguese player, they've got Martinho. What Neto. Neto, the injury. Neto, Neto, the injury. Neto, I like. I really like I Neto. Him. Yes. Um, but again... But the injuries. The injuries. He got you know I mean? injury really bad. And, and it hurt the season. It hurt the season at the end. And... Yeah, yeah, I feel bad for the kid. To be honest, I do, I do too. So, yeah, I, I've got them. I've got them to go down.
Okay, Patrick Vieira coming to the Premier League again. Yay. Do you think he's going to be a success? I'm a big fan of Patrick Vieira, to be honest. Since I was a kid, I always watched the guy, and I think he's a he was a wonderful player. As a manager, if you look at his record, he gets 1.4 points a game, which is about losing half your games and winning the rest. If he does this with Crystal Palace, he'll finish top half of the table, but I doubt that he will do that. Do you think he brings something extra after Roy Hodgson or not? Well, I, I've I, my, my two big shouts for the season are one Wolves to go down, and I've got Palace to finish in the top half. I've just got this feeling that he's his record prior to Palace isn't amazing. It's not awful, but it's not he's not done brilliantly at any one club. But I'd like to think that that that's all being a learning and build up process to this. And I've, I'd like to think he's learned. He's done. His, he's done his time abroad, lower league. Um, sorry, sorry, lesser league in inverted commas, um, and that's. Like, disrespectful for some people but the standard in league R isn't as high as in the Premier League it's, that's, that's it's a fact. not it's not it's a fact people should right. know this <laughs> there you go so and I like to think that we've, they've, they've clearly made a beeline for going young the players have brought in at Palace and if they've got a phenomenal academy they're going young and I find that quite interesting there are downsides to going young but there are upsides too I, I think Vieira might do some might do well at, 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 in in this season. Some are very very skeptical and, and not very hopeful, and I, I get why. But I, I've just got again. I'm going with my gut here on this one. My gut feeling says that I've got Palace finishing tenth. Is Zaha past his big move? Yes. Yes. He's done. So he's yeah. just going to be a mid-table player from now on. And that's I, it. This is what you think. I, I just want to get your thoughts here about Zaha. Because I, I, I like the guy and I like his football. I like how he plays. I like how he takes the team from the counter-attacking point of view that going forward. But why didn't he move? A, I don't he's know. A, he's a brilliant player. I think Palace priced him out of a move. But I also okay. blame him for that because he signed a long contract. He signed a, two, a long contract, I think it was four years ago. Then he signed an extension um, yes. to it as well. So Palace, were then they knew then we don't have to sell you for cheap. They put they wanted like seventy million apparently for. He's not a seventy million pound player, um, so I think he's been priced out of a move. I mean, you know, d define a big move. Does it? Can I see him going to a Bayern Munich or a Man United or a Chelsea? No. Can I see him going to an Everton in a year or two? Maybe. You know, okay. that's a bigger move. But is that a big move? No. It's a bigger move. A bigger so it depends move. on what you define as a big move. So, But no, I, I think he may as well stay at Palace now, try and win something with Palace and cement his legendary status there. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Okay, I'm going to tell you something that you're going to, probably you're going to find weird, but last season with Leeds, Hassan Hotel team, Southampton, I, find, I found them very enjoyable to watch in terms of football. I know that they lost nine, but... Do you think this football is what made them drop down? The way they play, the way they want to keep the ball, the way that they want to always attack comprehensively and instead of just playing the normal mid to lower table team. Do you think this is why they dropped and they fought for relegation towards the end of the season? But the beginning of the season, they were in the, in the, in the top half. Southampton? Yes. South, yeah, Southampton. Um, uh, maybe, maybe. I like Hasan Husserl. I like him. There's something about him that I like. I think he was on the cusp of getting a big move 18 months ago, maybe to a Spurs. Um, and then that, that happened at a time when the form of the club just kind of just went, really fell off. Um, I think Southampton 
will be, you know, top half of the bottom half this season. I think losing Ings is a big blow. Um, Vestergaard is a player that I think is good, that I think other people thought last year was better than he actually was, in my opinion. Um, had a decent Euros. Uh, yeah, Southampton don't overly excite me in what they can do. They've got James Ward-Prowse there. I, I, I've got no strong thoughts on them. I, I think that they will finish, like I say, 11th, 12th, 13th this season. Um, but I, I think Hasenhutl will have to, if he wants a bigger move, have to really try and etch them into a top half, even top eight finish, if he wants to prove himself that he is the guy that I think he is. I think last season's finish really harmed his reputation. Okay, I think I'm going to tell you something about uh, uh, Vestigard. I think the team that keeps the ball a lot, their center backs, they actually look very good rather than the people that just keep the ball. Because his football depends on keeping the ball, Vestigard looked really good playing these mm. long balls and stuff. This is why some teams come for this, for these defenders. Oh, they can play the ball from the back. They can carry the ball. They can carry the team. They can lead the team. But I think probably Vestigard is... is is a good defender, but he's not that top level because they were talking about the next Van Dyke. And I, yeah, like, yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay, going to Brighton, another team that was one striker away from being not fighting for relegation, playing for that top half of that bottom half because they play expensive football. Grand Potter, as Guardiola said, is one of the most enjoyable coach to watch. His team is always playing good football, but they miss... Some games, they had 10 shots to one shot and they still lost the game 1-0. I think that's because they are lacking that striker that will give you double digits like Ings and other people that you said before. What do you think about that? Yes, I don't think they've still addressed that striking problem yet. So that, that's that's still concerning <laughs> if you're a Brighton fan. They didn't. You know, <laughs> kind of strange, right? They signed defenders. Put, yeah, which is bizarre. <laughs> but um, if, you put a good, if you put a Danny Ings, say, in that Brighton team, they finish 11th, 12th, 9th, yes. maybe. Do you know what I mean? So, um, I, I, I like what Brighton are about. But I think for me, they, they, need to, they need to remove the kind of moniker, I think, that they've got un, unintentionally of being a nice club, a nice team that play good football at times. You know, Brighton's in a part of the country where it's on the beach in the South Coast. It's nice, nice. They need to yes. kind of lose that almost and say, no, no. When it needs to get on top, we can really mix it with the best. We can be ruthless. That's the word that I, I wouldn't have applied to them last year. And I, I, I think they've got enough to stay up. I think they'll pitter around, as it stands for me, between 12th and 15th. Okay. Burnley, Sean Dyche, the guy that was tipped to get the, uh, the, the management in the English team after uh, Southgate. But I think, in my opinion, as a fan of the Premier League and as someone who tries to watch the games, I think they play the most boring football in the Premier League. They have two big strikers. They try to push the ball to them and try to outmuscle the other team all the time. So do you think Shondaj gets more credit than what he deserves? I wouldn't call it boring. It, it, is, is, it, is it exciting? Uh, no, but it's, a, it's effective to what they need to do. They're, they're, they're a club that believe that, you know, th th there's a way of playing football that doesn't involve 104 passes and a nutmeg in the goalkeeper. They believe that it's a very English, British way of football. Get it wide, get it in the box. I have seen, to be fair, I'm not a fan of Burnley, but I have seen games where Burnley, for large spells, have had patterns of play and really good passing moves. 
I think it's a little bit of a lazy stereotype that all Burnley do is pump it forward into the box to Chris, to Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes. They do do that a lot because <laughs> it works. Um, sport is about winning ultimately, and 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 you don't get no 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 points for artistic impression. But I, I, it, it works for them. Uh, would I choose to watch Burnley on a weekend? No. <laughs> um, but I think that, that what they do is effective. And I think Sean Dyche has got a brand of football that he knows it works with what he's got. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I think Burnley, again, will stay up. I think they'll just stay up. I think it'll be close this season. Because um, how long can you squeeze that flannel and that style of football before it gets worked out? But... Um, I think they'll do okay to stay up, and I think Burnley will be will be Burnley. Yes, I actually I'm a big fan of Chris Wood and Barnes together, and I said that before on Twitter about a season or two seasons ago. I think these two people can hustle any defense in the league. Yeah, they can just hustle them every game. Okay, tell me a little bit about Brentford. I know Norwich, Watford. I only watch Brentford when they failed to go up uh, <laughs> uh, last season, uh, the season before last. So tell me, do they have any chance of staying? Um, do they have a chance of staying up? Yes, if they're acclimatised to the league as soon as possible. If they understand what this league is about and understand, you know, how to navigate it. And, you know, you don't have to start the season very, very well, like on fire to stay up. I think what you have to do, though, is not get drift, not get left far behind. So even if you're not, even if you're in the bottom five, bottom eight, come November. That's, that's, that's okay. That's not the end of the world. What you don't want to happen is being the, you know, you're, you're, you're cut adrift by Christmas and then you've got a second half of the season to try and make up 30 points because that's just not going to happen. So I think if they understand that, they're, pick the games where you think you can get a point here, we should be winning that. Okay, we may, we'll probably lose that game, but that game, that game, that game, we need four points from. Do you know what I mean? If they look yes. at it like that, I think they'll be okay. Um, they have a good striker, Ivan Tony, who I think a lot of people are looking to looking forward to seeing how well he does in the Premier League. He's very mobile, he's strong, he's quick. Um, but the, you know, everyone knows in this in this country, the, the the leagues below the Premier League, the Championship, for example, you may well get three, four, five chances to score a goal. In the Premier League, you may get two. You've got to take one. You may get yes. two good chances to score a goal. And is he the guy that can take one of those two? We will, we will see. They've got a brand new stadium. The fans, they've got my lot, Arsenal, in the first game of the season. Winning the first game of the season, I think, can count for a lot. But it won't necessarily be a sign they're going to stay up. I think they will win that first game. I think they will beat Arsenal on the first game of the season. Um, but I think they have, to navigate, they have to understand how to navigate this Premier League. Who has the biggest chance of staying up, Norwich or Watford? It's a tough Ooh. question. I know it's a tough question, but I, based on what we saw in the last two seasons, the teams that go up and they do not buy or they're not leads, they do not stay up that much. So that, that is, I think you've nailed it there. I think the reason why I go with Watford is because I believe that if it's going wrong come, come Christmas, they will spend the money to, 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 do, to stay in the league. I'm yeah. not convinced Norwich would spend 20 million in, in, the, in the January window. On three players or two players, uh, do, do you know what I mean? Yes, um, absolutely. So, the, the so owners, I think, yeah. I think it's close, but I just think that Norwich, uh, Watford, would be more 
happy to spend their way out of trouble than I think Norwich would. Okay. You gave us a lot of predictions. And I'm going to tell you, my top four for me would be uh, City, Chelsea, Liverpool, and Man United. I know that you disagree with me. And I think Tottenham and Arsenal will fight with Leicester for these two uh, positions. Maybe Rafa Benitez's team might push them a little bit. But tell me your predictions for top six or top eight. Okay, so I've got a similar top three to you. So same top three. I've got City, Chelsea, Liverpool. I've got che um, Leicester fourth, just. I've got United fifth. I've then got... I've then got... Um, Aston Villa... So where am I? Sixth. Yes. So I've got Villa sixth. I've got Arsenal seventh. I've got Spurs eighth. Whoa. Yeah, that's my top eight. So no Everton, no no West Ham, no Leeds. Yeah, that's my top eight. Predictions to go down? Uh, I've got Wolves, Norwich. Uh, Brentford. Burnley? Brentford. Oh, okay. Brentford. And I've got Burnley just staying up. Okay, guys, uh, this weekend is going to kick off with the Brentford Arsenal on Friday. And uh, tell us uh, predictions for Spurs City and Leeds United. Who's going to win these? Uh, so games? Spurs City, I th uh, that game is at Spurs, I believe, isn't it? So yes, yes, um, it is. I've got City to win that one. I think whether Kane plays or not is key. Um, I think he probably will play. Uh, unless they can sign in between now and then, I think he'll play. But I've got City to win that one. Do you want a scoreline or just a, just a No, just a prediction. Yeah, because it depends. Because it depends if Kane plays, it changes the whole story of this game, in my opinion. As I, you I've, said. Got, I've got City 1-0 away. A 1-0 mm. away win, to win that one. Man United leads. That's a good game. Um... I've got 4-1 United, Man United. Mm, brilliant. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a brilliant game. Yeah. You, you won't take your eyes off it. Okay, everyone, here it is for you. Catch us weekly. Remember to like and subscribe to our channel to catch all the shows. We have shows about Serie A and everything and La Liga, Bundesliga and Liga. I want to thank my guest, the brilliant Jordan. Jordan, thank you so much for the insight, my friend. You've Anytime, given us bro. a lot of your thoughts. And we hopefully to see you soon here again. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for watching and thank you for listening if you want. And we'll see you next week. See you, everyone.